All right, welcome to that episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited um, to be here. Of course, of course. We actually have some guests with us today who's kind of in your sector. So we actually have... Michael and Susie with us, and they're from a really cool company that we have behind us, and it's called Adventures Us Real Estate Investors, and we look forward to hearing their story. So welcome, Michael. Welcome, Susie, to the show. Norman, Dan, it's such a pleasure to be here. Really excited. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was funny. It was actually interesting because right before the show, we're kind of prepping you for everyone who's <laughs> listening right now about like what the cadence looks like for the show. And you're like, oh, we, we know. We got it. We've already listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. It helps a lot too. That way you know what to expect, right? It's just like going on a new podcast. You're like, what's going to be the flow? So the episode is all about you and your business. We want to deep dive into that. So give us like how it all started. How did you kind of get into the business to where you're at today? Absolutely. I'd love to. So our entire journey actually started um, because of COVID-19 and lockdown. So fun fact, Mm. Michael and I live all the way in the UK. So really nice. International. (laughs) Yeah. So when the entire world, oh, and we're not British, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) So we are very American. Sound like Americans. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But so when um, the whole world of real estate went virtual and when we found finally found out about it, because we just read a book called Multiple Streams of Income by Robert Allen. And in that book, he talks about real estate investing. And Michael just looked at me and he's like, you have to read this part. Like we have to do this. And like I said, when we found out everything had gone virtual, we knew that was the greatest opportunity. And so like to almost like fast track, we networked all the time. You know, we went to as many meetups as we could. We went to like 10 conferences in 2020 just so that we could get the same information and everything as Mm -hmm. everyone else. And so from that, like we built a team, we made partnerships like with brokers, with lenders, with everyone, just because again, like Zoom became everybody's best friend and we had to take advantage of it. We almost spent every day thinking like if the virtual part of real estate was taken away tomorrow, would we be happy with what we did today? And so with that, we decided like to move into multifamily um, syndications just because for our perspective, like just because you can scale and having that property manager on the ground was like really, really, really important to us. Um, so we took down our first deal in February of this year, and that was 88 units. And now we recently just closed on our fifth and we can total 388 Mm -hmm. units. Wow. (laughs) I was like, there's a lot in between, but like just to try to make it all put into one. Yeah. <laughs> what was your background before this? Just uh, curious. Yeah. So I was a program manager for a biotech company over here. And yeah, I, I am actually still a uh, full time Air Force. I'm an Air Force officer. Oh, that's um, awesome. Thank, you for, thank you for your service. That's, thank you. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wow. actually a I'm a program manager for the Air Force. I did a lot of um, acquisitions for the Air Force, like defense acquisitions. So uh, we both have a background in program management and things like that, leading teams and, and et cetera. So, Perfect yeah. for some wow. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and not to mention you're already kind of fast forwarding. So like your next career is already in motion, which is awesome. So wow, congratulations to both y'all. So that pretty much sums up the whole intro. Uh but so from there, <laughs> so from there let's kind of I'm gonna switch the last couple of questions before we get into the mix-up round with Dan. Um, and we're good about this because this is kind of a mix-up round, which is nice. Uh, so we get to get a different perspective, right? And individuals out there that are listening and viewing can maybe see that there there are other opportunities outside of just your traditional being a real estate professional, buying and selling, things of that nature. Um, and meaning being an investor can mean multiple things. I love what you guys are doing with that. So then as far as starting the syndication, finding the properties, doing the analysis and what have you, like what does that look like in regards to, let's take the standpoint of finding the individuals, I would assume friends and family that would be interested in you know looking at the opportunity and then from there how do you grow that that like networking base of people that are like yeah let's let's buy 120 units together here <laughs> no that's a great 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 question so um another fun fact is that actually our first investors were not friends and family so they oh, were wow. all, yeah we we really put like our jetpack on and I'm not saying like any of this was easy because it got, it was really hard for a while, but we did like 20 to 25 calls a week. And what we did was that after like networking events and at conferences, we would literally snip the screen so that we had everybody's name, mm. We'd reach out to them on LinkedIn and be like, Hey, we were at the same conference, but we didn't get a chat chance to connect. Like I'd love to be able to chat with you one-on-one. -on -one. And that's how we built our list. And then just from consistently showing up at the meetups and conferences and then creating content, that was huge because then people saw our name over and over and over. That's really how we built it and got wow. people to invest with us or got them to trust us just because they saw us in the space mm -hmm. often. And even right now, for example, we're on a podcast tour and we're trying to, or yeah, we will be on a hundred podcasts this year. And so that really, really helped us like wow. just get more exposure because people just saw our name popping up often. <laughs> wow. Well, we're thankful of being a part of your tour. It reminds me of like a, a, a brew crawl or something. You're like going to the <laughs> different locations that's super cool that's we're not awesome. drunk on this one though so we're okay yeah we're good I'm, I'm just you know lots of water lots of water so, uh, <laughs> that's super cool so like i think the last question i'll have before i'll give it off to dan because i know dan just is, just can't wait to start asking you some amazing questions from his perspective as an investor the last thing for me is from any of the viewers and listeners out there right now give us kind of like your synopsis really quick kind of like mental mindset of like, okay, like let's write down the plan really quick. Let's look at our property. Let's look at the prospects that we have. Like what goes to your mind? And I don't need like the specific detail, A, B, C, C, D process, but like just from a mental mindset perspective to like do the networking, find the properties, put together logistics for anyone who's out there listening right now, what type of mindset do you have to have to even like make it happen like that? I mean, geez. Yeah, that's a great question. Norman. So like um, for our first LOI that we ever submitted. So letter of intent. Uh, the first one we ever got, we submitted was for over $7 million. And to be honest, like I was like, they're like shaking, scared <laughs> to click the button, right? You know, to click yeah. the button to send, to send it off, right? Into the ether or whatever. Um, so like, I was terrified. Susie's like, whatever, it's fine. It's $7, <laughs> yeah. $7 million, no big deal, you know? Yeah, like, no big deal. Yeah, they're receiving $7 million. But uh, yeah, so that whole 
thing was just a mindset shift in itself. Like after saying that first one, and we, we were first like looking initially like 10 to 50 units, right? It's something small, something we take down ourselves. Mm. And then that first one was actually 126 units. And uh, after that, we were like, oh, anything under 100 now we don't want to look at, you know? It's so, like, as you're going through the process, you're going through like these, these mindset shifts and you keep thinking bigger and bigger and you just go a little bit bigger and bigger at a time. But what also helped was getting in rooms with people who are doing the things that you want to do. Because when you get like, what I mean by rooms, I mean, like, whether that's a networking event that's virtual, like in the same like Zoom room, or if it's uh, going to a conference and meeting somebody and, and chatting with these people for coffee or something like that. Like, if you just surround yourself with people that are doing the things you want to do, you'll realize that, hey, those people look exactly like me. They talk exactly like me. They do the things that I do. Like, and they're doing exactly what I want to do. Like, why can't I do it if they can do it? Right. So like, that was a huge mindset thing for us too. Like that was just a mind expansion. I was like, wait, if that person can do it, I can definitely do it. You know, like just and that, that helps a lot. So just surrounding yourself with the right people. Just yeah. Nice. And I just have one thing to add, like we do affirmations every morning. And so whether you do affirmations or if you like clearly understand like what your why is like, that gives you so much momentum to like get up every day and do all of the calls and all of the networking events and call brokers, even when you're really scared or press enter, when you are nervous about LOIs, like all of that, because like when you tell yourself like you're worth it, then you are, you know, and when you have a why that like drives you, then you can do it. So I think all of it, a lot, there's, it's a great combination of goodness. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I, amen. Yeah. I appreciate that. And that's where it's just like, I think people can get caught up in like, oh, I'm not going to do a video because I don't have a DSLR or I don't have a custom mic or the ring light or the studio is not right. Well, forget all that when it comes to syndications, like what does it seem like at the end of the day, like, what does it look like? Should I say from a mental mindset? And I can understand the saying, cause I'm reading this book here. So 1 million offers, this is by Alex, really good dude. Um, and being in the same room is so important. So listen to his book. There's some things that I can relate on, which is nice to also have people that you can relate to as well. So that's amazing. So far, I'm loving the story. Thank you for being on the show, Dan, go ahead and take it away with the mix up round. I'm going to change up the camera angle and, uh, have some fun. Yeah. Oh, guys, this is awesome. It's good to have uh, fellow investors on. I used to work for a syndication fund, so it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's good, to, good to see everybody is in good experience. And so my first question is um, Oklahoma. It looks like uh, I looked through your guys' portfolio. How did you pick or why did you pick? I know why you picked it, but how can you tell the listeners and viewers why you picked Oklahoma? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, so um, initially... To make a long story short, uh, initially, <laughs> we were kind of looking in the Midwest um, at single family stuff. And we, we got out like what I call a false start in single family. Um, one of the markets we were looking at ended up having an inland hurricane come through. We ended up setting, setting up a whole Jeez. like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was in, uh, in Iowa. And there was like a, you know, there was no rain or anything like that, but it was just wind, well, wind and rain, but no like tornadoes or anything like that. It was just like this hurricane force winds. Anyways, um, our whole investment plan in that city was like obviously shot out of the water and so we had to like kind of regroup and, and pivot and we de- decided at that point we were we we're going down the route of single family at that point we decided to pivot and move straight into multifamily after that and then we started doing some more analysis well we already had all these markets that we analyzed um, and some of the cities that came up and there was oklahoma city and tulsa and they say like you know 
a lot of times when people are looking at certain cities to analyze or certain cities to invest in, they analyze all these cities and they're like, they're having analysis paralysis or 15 or 20 cities that they narrowed it down to. And they're like, listen, you just narrow down all the cities in the United States down to 20 or 15 cities. Like just pick one at that point. Right. <laughs> um, you know, because like all of those are going to be great. But anyways, one of the two of the cities that we looked at was Oklahoma City and, and Tulsa. And then just through networking and through posting about what we're doing on social media, I had one of my old classmates uh, from the Air Force Academy reach out and say, hey, I'm full-time real estate now and I'm living in Oklahoma City. Like maybe we should link up and, and, and work together. And so that's kind of got, that's why we started looking in Oklahoma City. We, we teamed up with him. He could be our boots on the ground um, in Oklahoma City and Tulsa is just a short drive away from that. And so that's kind of how we got started in Tulsa. And now we've kind of built this huge network and in both of those uh, cities and, and, and reach, reach a little bit in down in Texas as well. So that's wow. huge. No, I thought that was, it was interesting because before I looked at your website and uh, just doing some research is I have a really good friend who's a big investor out here in the West coast and he lives in, uh, he lives in Tulsa downtown. And um, he had called me, he, he's a day trader, stock market type person, but um He's like, hey, man, you should start looking at real. This is like last year, a year and a half ago. And he's like, hey, man, you should start looking at real estate in Tulsa. Like I just moved here. He's originally from there, but he had moved to the West Coast and then moved back to retire. And uh, he's like, all these Texans are moving up here because like Austin's getting too expensive. So they have no place to go. So they're just like pushing up here. And he's like, there's all this money here now. And I was like, oh, man, I've never invested in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Full circle right. moment. Full circle. <laughs> I should have listened to him. So I'm off. Yeah. That's off. Um, there are so many great things going on in Tulsa. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> incredible. But uh, I don't want to talk too too good about Tulsa. I don't want any more uh, people moving there. You know, so, <laughs> I want more people moving I there. It. I don't want any investors moving there. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, from the point of uh, building out your buyers list or your your investors list, right? Um, to now, where you're starting to take down bigger deals, you're you're able to show that proof in numbers, right? Um, do you guys have a team of, uh, what's the best word to describe this? Not a, I don't want to say investors, brokers. Do you have a team that helps you on strategy moving forward and scale? Because what a lot of people don't understand about syndication is that most of it started by a small group of people who then gets larger and larger and larger and more and more investors. And as the more and more investors you get and the more projects you take down, things get way more complicated very quickly. And I just wanted to kind of shed some light on what's your like three-year, five-year goal? How's your team going to expand? How's that, how's that going to work? Now, that's a great question. So we do have somebody like who is also investing in Tulsa, but he would be like the two, three, four steps ahead of us, right? So actually we chat to him about this all the time <laughs> because we're like, <laughs> If we want to grow, because we know that he was where we are now. It's so like, what do we have to do to grow? You know, I mean, sometimes we text almost every day, but we probably have like calls weekly or every other week, depending, you know, on how busy he is. Um, but that's been like a huge, huge help. But I mean, like in the next three years, my goal, because now I like I recently left my job my W2 to go into real estate full time. So like, I want to be able to triple Michael's income. So like, that's my personal goal, like through our active investments and our passive investments. And I'm not going to say that number just 
just because. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, but like, we want to be able, like our big thing is actually called, it's like return on impact. So we focus on a different ROI. So instead of going like after a certain number of units or a certain dollar amount, we have to make sure that like all the deals that we like want to take down, there's actually a component where we make sure that we're like giving something to the residents. Like we don't want to do traditional renovations just because that's not what we started this for. Um, So it's almost just like impacting them and really focusing on each property as needed. So, I mean, if we can like do three more deals every single year, that would be great. But I don't want to say that and then come to the point where we feel very busy to where we can't focus on a property if we really need to. And I say that, for example, because I was just in Tulsa for the past month and a half just because I like a property just really needed a little extra love. And so it was really cool to be there and to be with like the team. But I never want to be in a position where I feel like a property needs help and I can't go because like our investors need us. The residents really need us. You know, like our brokers, our lenders, they all also count on us. You know, like this is not just Michael and I and the general partnership team. There's so many there's so much more to it. And so that's why it's hard to answer except for like the little number I have. But in seven years, when Michael can fully retire from the Air Force, like our goal is to be able to be 100% passive and just active when we want to be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason I say that is that's, that's a great plan, especially with having this dual income approach and and retirement and in the, uh, the crosshairs. Um, I say this to a lot of people because uh, a lot of the syndication people that I know, uh, it's kind of that, what's the best word to use? It's kind of this, um, I hate, somebody's going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. Um, it's kind of the Hollywood approach. The more money you start to make, the more money you want to make. And you don't get, the as the treadmill gets faster and faster and faster, you get addicted to more and more units and bigger deals. And um, I think because of what you just said and that, that impact that you're trying to make and creating properties, making them better than what they are before and helping the tenants out, um, that'll keep you grounded in a very, um, and people can hate on me all day, a very greed, greedy business. Uh, and that's investing in real estate. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great people out there that do a lot of good things, but there's a lot of good people or a lot of people out there that only care about the bottom line. Yep. And, um, I like that about you guys because you, you have some life to it and, and a plan. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I've only ever been a renter. So it like, just feels really natural to like, want to be able to help other renters. Like, I don't know if I'll ever own, but it's cool now knowing than, that I've never owned. Oh yeah. Other than apartments. building. I bring that up because you've said something like, I don't want to just focus on value add and remodeling and updating because the, the, the con of that and, and what we've dealt with when I worked in syndication is that that meant a lot of people are getting displaced. Like, yes. hey, we're remodeling 88 units at 160. Like half the apartment complex is gone in like three months. Yes. Um, and so how you strategically do that and, and, and also show that value is huge because your websites, I just want to say you guys' website is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> we saw Austin Lenny in there and he's on your podcast and he's good friends with us. So yep. I, you guys are jiving well. Mm-hmm. But the last question really is, in marketing, because this is real estate versus tech and technology, what 
pieces of the marketing puzzle or the technology that you're currently using to find deals, to communicate with off-market sellers, um, or are you buying MLS deals or commercial deals only? Um, most of it, you know, most of it does come through a commercial broker. Um, we're not really, you know, looking for mom and pop sellers or anything at this, at this moment. Uh, we made some really good, great relationships with the commercial brokers um, who just feed us some really great deals. Um, but if you, if you want to move into the tech side of things, like we do use a lot of tech on the, you know, asset management side of things, um, you know, communication with our property management company. So like, because obviously we, we we both mentioned that we're both project managers at the beginning of this, uh, we use, you know, project management software tool and we use Asana. So it was like, you know, Trello, money.com and things like that. But we found Asana is just works for us. Um, and it allows us to communicate on a daily basis or even an hourly basis, really, because we have it on our phone or whatever as well. And it's way more efficient than email, but we can communicate with our property management company who's on the ground, right? In our properties, like, hey, they'll send us a picture. You can send a picture through, you know, create a, uh, a chat thread or whatever. And it'll be like, you know, unit, unit 101, right? Like wood rot, you know, here's a picture, here's the bid. Do you approve this or not, right? So it's very efficient, very... Awesome. And then you can, and then you track everything in there, you know, and then you don't have to go back to emails. You're like, okay, what was going on with you? You know, one-on-one and search your email inbox and you can't find those emails. Right. Um, it's just a pain. Yeah. But then, and then you can invite all of the other general partners um, and mm-hmm. all the property management company and, and then any vendors or anybody else you want to share that, you know, management tool with, and then everybody is on the same page. Okay, these are all the product projects that are going on at the property. Like, okay, where's this one at? Where's this one at? You know, you can see what's on time, what's delayed, and things like that. And so um, that has just been a huge yeah. game changer for us uh, for for the technology piece that we use hourly. Because like say. nobody can say to us now, like, oh, I think I wasn't part of that email thread. We're like, oh, check Asana. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. is responsible. <laughs> We use Monday.com and Slack and a few other things for the investment side. And I, th- I swear that, uh, yeah, I mean, anymore, there really nothing slips through the cracks. It's all documented and it's, it's very streamlined. But um, last question. I know that last one was supposed to be my last one, but if you <laughs> could describe your most perfect next investment, what would it be? Well, the most perfect next investment <laughs> And it's something kind of we have in the works, but the next investment would be to purchase some land and do our first development project. And we would want to do build a build to rent single family home community that would be run like a multifamily property. Okay. Um, and then we'd also want to develop on the other part of the land, uh, develop either duplexes or quadplexes, um, some higher, you know, there's a lot of workforce housing that's needed in the market that we're in. And um, however, you know, we're looking at, there's also, you know, there's a lot of, you know, lower C-class properties available. We want to bring it up a little bit, maybe some B, B-plus class assets, you know, just to, to make it a little bit nicer for them. So, yeah. You don't want, you don't want Grant Cardone A-plus class assets only? <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't need, you know, you know Zen gardens and, and, you know, and in, indoor waterfalls and things <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would, people, when, every time I hear... Uh, like some of my friends will ask me like, Hey, like, do you guys, do you know Grant Cardone? Is he, is that what you guys do? And I'm like, dude, he's on another level. He's on another level. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, he's buying like luxury resorts. So um, no, that's all that returns, which is doing great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, well, that's all I had. I know that I could talk about this for another hour, but um, you guys are doing a great work. You have amazing hearts and you can see the passion. And, uh, you know, if you're an investor out there, these are the types of people you want to give your money to. Yes. So. Yes. Yep. Amen. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate you taking on that mix up round. And I think to kind of unpack it, I mean, it was awesome. We talked about mindset first and then we kind of shifted into a little bit more of the logistics. And I love how Dan talked about like, you know, you can go as wide as you possibly want. And it talks about that in the book I was just talking about. You can go as wide as you possibly want, but if you go deeper, there's so much more as you go deeper down because then you could really be able to serve the community that is serving you and serving the investors and what have you and put together a strategic plan on renovation and how long you've been there. And there's so many different terms you can come up with. So I absolutely love the fact that you aren't so much about the bottom line and the money, which obviously you're in business to make money, get bills, we all have bills to pay, but there's a certain threshold where it's just like, okay, we're content, we're happy. And how many more families do we want to serve? Or how many more individual units do we want to remodel to help the people that have been with us for the last past five years renting or whatever the case may be. So I absolutely love that. Um, so let's get into the last couple of questions before we open it up to the floor being yours before we close out the show here. Um, and when you think about positioning, um, like on the real estate side for say a real estate professional, they might think of like an area specific or type of client. Um, and that's more on the liftoff agent side, but for y'all, it's a little bit different. You do have an area that you serve, but like for positioning on investors to get people that are on the same wavelength and mindset as y'all, as far as like, do you have a vetting process for your investors to make sure that, they're not going to come out of the woodworks and next thing you know, be like, Hey, no, 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 no. I want more money and what's going on and, and not care about the people. Cause I could see that being a hiccup as you grow, depending on how you vet these people and you're getting in bed with them because you're taking their money and then you got some issues, right? Before you have to like liquidate, sell, whatever. Right. I mean, you're leveraging other people's time, money, and you got to make sure it aligns with yours. Yeah, no, so. That's great. So one of the first things that we do on like our investor calls is ask, why are you interested in real estate investing? And really that question answers it all. I don't, we don't really have to ask more after that, you know, but like when people, a lot of people say, like even ask us like, well, what is the most important part like about you? And we say like, we focus on that different ROI return on impact. And like, you can tell with people's expression, whether they're all for it mm. or not, but I mean, even after that, you can tell by people, like if they open your emails or not, you know, it's kind of easy if you just, like you said, if you go deeper instead of just surface level, because it's yeah. not like we need to talk to hundreds of people now every day. It's like, okay, who really like wants to go deep with us? And it's just by that question at the beginning. Yeah. Wow. I love and that. We, we tell them from the very get-go, like residents come first, right? Like we have to take care of them first and then we'll get your money. Like, don't worry, your money's going to be safe. Like we've underwritten the deal to, uh, I'd say safe, you know, uh, we've reduced the risk that we we've can't, we can, right? So we've underwritten the deal to our utmost ability in the most conservative way possible, right? Um, but if there's something that comes up that that we need to take care of the residents first, that's going to take priority. And we'll, we'll explain that to them that they totally understand. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So last question for me, I'm going to kind of switch it up case study wise. Do you have a story? We all love stories. Do you have a story from a tenant that you worked with going a little bit deeper, right? Value first. That was just like an OHA moment or one of those like, oh my God, like, I'm so glad we did this. And like, it worked out so well. 
with maybe a renovation or a tenant you're working with or some type of, you know, story from the current properties you've had since February? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when we first closed on the one in February, obviously, like when you take over a property, you get a flood of work orders. But one of these work orders in particular, um, like this individual had to walk through his kitchen and his feet would get wet every single time. Like when our, I guess, maintenance person went in, like you could clearly tell this had been an issue before we took over. And like, Mm. that was one of the first things we fixed right away. And it was Like, it was not like a, oh, we'll get to it. We fixed it right away. Like immediately, he just said like, thank you so much. Like this has been an issue and it's just Mm -hmm. not been addressed. And that's a lot of times that'll happen when people go to sell, you know, because they want their expenses to be low, they stop doing work orders, unfortunately. And like, even that was like an aha moment, you know, we didn't think we were going in, like redoing people's flooring and probably their plumbing, but like that resident is still there and he is a very great resident. And so we're really happy. We were really happy about that. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And it makes a big difference too. I'm sure. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, I have a brother-in-law that's he's apartment management and he's just, yeah, it's, it's horrible work order stuff that needs to be done. And it's been there for so long. It's just like, you see some of these individuals that own these units. And you're like, what is going on? We need, we need more y'all in this world to like take over these, these facilities and these larger, um, you know, apartment complexes to, to get them on track and, and to really treat the people right. So I absolutely love that. So we're at the part of the show now, we want to leave the floor be open to y'all. So is there anything you want to leave specifically to our viewers and listeners as we shut out the show today? I mean, besides our, like how you can reach us, I just want everyone to know that like they were born to leave impact. So just like, remember that, that like no impact is like too big or too small. It's all super, super important. But to find Michael and I, you can go to adventurousrei.com for slash info. Thank you. <laughs> and there you can learn more about like our return on impact. Um, and then if you want to reach out to us, please do. Like we love chatting with people and coming up with ideas about impact and just like learning more about each other. And you can find like my LinkedIn, Michael's LinkedIn, you can get a hold of us wherever. Yeah. And make sure when you reach out to us on LinkedIn to connect with us, say, hey, I heard you in the real estate versus tech podcast. We'll make sure that we uh, we connect with you. I love. Thanks so much for the shout out. So there'll be links below as well. And I feel like this episode was like just breaking the surface. There's so much more that can become out of just this episode. So for anyone who's viewing and listening, click the links down below. I think that's awesome. Also, if you want to be a potential investor, why not go to the website, find out more information, <laughs> go a little deeper yourself, right? Um, outside of just this episode. So thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much, Susie, for being on Real Estate First Technology. We appreciate both of you all the time. Absolutely, Norman and Dan. It was such a pleasure being on here. We're able, we we're very happy. We we're able to share a little bit about us to your listeners. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, and Dan. Thank you so much as well. Appreciate you co-hosting as always. It's nice now, you know, investor investor here. <laughs> on this show. Awesome. We'll have, to, we'll have to connect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. And thanks to all our viewers and listeners. As it is our intention for you to take things from our episodes to apply to your life to have more massive success, and we will see you on the next one.
Thank you for watching Real Estate vs. Technology, this week's brand new episode and making it to the end, your real one. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified for new episodes that come out every single week on Fridays at 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. Also, if you comment on this episode and you like the episode, you'll help this episode get out to more individuals. And if you want to join our Facebook group page, just click a link. It's a Facebook icon on our profile page here on our YouTube channel. Join our group page, network with individuals all across the world, and share what technology you're using to grow your business. The next link is to join our Real Estate vs. Technology brand new IG or Instagram page. If you go on any of our stories, you can see who's going to be on Real Estate vs. Technology before it actually goes live on our YouTube channel. And the last link would be if you want to be on an episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. You pick a date and a time, we'll deep dive into your story and technology you're using to share that with other individuals that view our episodes weekly to inspire, enlighten, show up, and show out for people that love to watch these type of podcasts to have more success in their own business. Thank you so much for your continued support. We appreciate it. We will see you on the next one.